Hey, what's up? Today we are going to be talking to my friend Kendrick. He put on the festival that we played down in Texas. He's also in a band called Begotten and in a band called Unity. Really good dude and a really good conversation. I really appreciate you guys being patient with me as we get into this new house. And I just went and played this festival, got home, and I was super sick. But my office fully set up, all my computers, all the recording, the sound treatment, Everything is all good to go, and I'm recording the first video podcast tomorrow. Very, very excited for it. Very excited for all the content that I have coming in. I really appreciate you guys being patient, and we are about to take all of this Burn This World content through the roof. Very excited. And one thing I'm very, very excited about as well is the giveaway that I am doing this week. Make sure you head over to patreon.com slash Johnny McBee, and that is J-O-N-N-Y-M-C-B-E-E and enter the giveaway for this Browning banner that we took all over the world on stage with us. And it's only $3 a month to become a member and support everything that we're doing at the Burn This World podcast and everything uh, behind the scenes Browning is on there as well. So again, that's patreon.com slash Johnny McBee. Get on there and become a member and support what we're doing. And I'm just so excited for all the content that I have coming out for you. So again, thank you for being patient. Let's get into this episode. I am Johnny McBee. You're listening to the Burn This World Podcast. All right. So I'm here with Kendrick once again. It's always good talking What's and up? seeing you and everything. How how are you doing since after the festival? I am simply doing my best. <laughs> how are you? I'm the same. So I got sick as crap from that festival. Did you get yeah, sick? Yeah, you tell me. No, I. I mean, you know, I lack of sleep maybe <laughs> has uh, boosted my immune system to a near hum- superhuman level. But uh, there you go. I've been uh, pretty good, you know. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Zemer got a little under the weather as well. But other than that, everybody else is doing pretty fine. Yeah, just bound to happen. Being around that many people, hundred percent. I remember it rained pretty good the day before and uh, like temperatures and all that stuff. Usually that can really oh, for sure. have a good old effect on people, but yeah, yeah, it could be anything. But it was a good, uh, it was a good night, a good day. I mean, our load in was at like seven in the morning. Uh, you yeah, were already there. So early. you didn't even sleep the night before. No, I had completely stayed up and just ran through it. But I figure. You know, that deliriousness strength is a little bit better than uh, running off one hour of sleep. Definitely. And I mean, uh, why didn't, did you not sleep because for, cause you were working or because you were nervous? Uh, more so work. Yeah. Um, uh, took a lot of the responsibilities on this festival, like by myself. Yeah. And um, uh, I just knew I was going to oversleep if I even tried. True. Like go to bed because I was uh, running around town the day before getting a bunch of stuff ready. Definitely, and I mean it's a I've I've been wanting to talk to someone on the podcast about uh, like to talk to someone that does put together festivals and I mean because you know there's a lot of people listen to this podcast because they got the they came here because of the whole irate fest thing right and so I've been wanting to talk to someone that actually runs it successful festival and you work with a company that does some of the most successful festivals in the united states and especially in texas Mm -hmm. um 
And so this one, they kind of put you in charge. And uh, for people to know, we, we just played Monster Mosh in Dallas and Kendrick here had us um, headline on the side stage. Um, and so the, uh, you know, putting together this festival, getting your first one under your belt with third string, like was, was you concerned that you weren't going to be able to pull it off at all? Um, I was more so concerned with, um, how many people were going to show up yeah. usually, you know, people being in like in a band and like playing shows and everything, like it, it usually people, more people show up this day of more people buy tickets day of, and you know, that's, that's just a given. We know this, but there's just something different about seeing like the numbers just be stagnant for so long. Uh-huh. And then you start getting ahead. You're like, Oh shit. Like, is it, are people gonna, do people give a fuck about this? Like, are, right. are they going to show up? Like, like I've been, like I wake up and I eat, drink, think monster mosh, like every second of my life until it's over. So I'm just like, damn, like what if this flops and like no one gives a shit? Yeah. I guess it's like, I guess like mentally, like that's like, like the hard part of like putting it on. Like <clears throat> this is like a mini fest compared to like, so what and like other stuff. So I kind of just look at it as like a big show rather. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's, there's a couple other, uh, things that make, I guess, other festivals hard. Yeah. Um, well, I guess like harder to put on. Yeah. This one. I mean, uh, this is a good starting point though. I mean, you, uh, you had two massive rooms and a, it's a big venue. Like there's a lot of space right, to you, fill in that venue. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I was, I was honestly, I was really happy with the turnout and, all my friends were saying they had a great job. I had a, I think my favorite thing was I had more people be like, I haven't felt like a good show festival like this in such a long time to where I was like excited to just, you know, go back and forth from room to room and find some new bands. Like, I mean, right off the rip, there was a good, like a good amount of people there for the first band. And yeah, you know, they were, they were beyond happy with the performance and how everything went. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I was at the, I went after our sound check and everything at 7am, I went back to our hotel. Um, we got to the festival, got back there at about like four o'clock or so. Um, mm-hmm. and the room was completely packed, like, you know, and it started earlier than that, but even at four o'clock it was, I was impressed to see that the room was packed even that early. Um, like really, so was a job well done on the promotion side of it. And so like, what was your main focus for the promotion side to make sure that you could get people to turn up? I, okay. So I definitely wanted to make sure that like people like, okay, nothing against every other festival, but like, sometimes I feel like when it comes to like online promotion, it gets a little robotic, you know, like you Mm -hmm. have your schedule posts and it's just like, Hey, like make sure you come and, check out what was me doing their debut. I'm like, no, fuck that. Like I want to, I'm a fan of all the bands that are playing and I'm going to talk about this from a band's perspective rather than like, a, I got this sick band that could possibly bring in some money. Like, no, I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I genuinely want to create an experience for people. Like, and you know, I, I don't care about commissions. I don't care about any of that. Like I was just happy to just see like all this shit going on. So like whenever I'm, whenever I'm pushing it online, like that's what I'm trying to like 
you know, I'm thinking about like the overall picture rather than like dollar signs. Like I'm not saying like, you know, not fest. It's like, it's only about the money and stuff. Not, not fest in uh, particular, but that was just the first random festival that came yeah. in my head. But, um, but some of those, like when they'll be posts, it's just like, make sure you like catch slip. I don't know if you saw an IG, but I would be like, like, yo, fucking Chelsea Green is back. Like, oh, this is crazy. We got Gideon on the track. I was just saying like goofy stuff. Yeah. And then like for a while I was like, uh, I was finding live clips of the bands and like putting them on the IG stories mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, doing all that stuff. And, um, <clears throat> I, they, they were getting a pretty good amount of reach. Like everybody was watching and we were getting responses and being like, oh shit, like I really hope they play Recreant and like, yeah. you know, I do like an older one of like mock songs or, you know, whatever this, that, and the other. But I, I think that's like where I deferred and I definitely was talking about it like crazy. And I was making sure everybody was talking about it like crazy. Just being like, yo, this is the thing to do this weekend. Like mm-hmm. don't fucking miss out. Like just come hang out some way or another. Maybe I could have, uh, you know, done a little bit more like paid ads and everything. But, uh, you know, this is our, uh, monster mosh hasn't been a fest an active festival since, Jeez, I think like 2010, yeah. something like that. Been a while, so yeah. Well, I mean, mean it's kind of like a complete rebrand. Yeah, and I mean, it it turned out well. Um, and I think you're right. There, it was a lot of fun at the fest. Um, there was always like bands playing. There wasn't wasn't any downtime that felt like a lull. And um, the side room actually had a, a good amount of people going to it. Um, definitely. That's like the big concern with any side stage at a festival is like, is anyone going to be there? But I even went in like when victims was playing in the side room, there was a good freaking, you know, 400, 500 people in there. Oh yeah. And so it was, uh, the, having the side room actually have some attention was, was nice. Um, and yeah, like you said, a lot of people are robotic with their marketing, not only just festivals, but bands and artists as well. It's like one of my biggest pet peeves is, seeing like a legacy band that's like huge, you know, has like a million followers on whatever platform, but all they do is post merch. And so their stuff gets like 10 likes, you know? And yeah, like you don't want to seem like a robot. That's just like trying to generate money. You want to seem like you're actually there for, um, for the music, for the art, for the good time. And, uh, definitely got that vibe at the festival. And then also just like you being there and running it the way that you did also gave that vibe and it made a really easy, for me as an artist being there. Cause like I saw you walking around, I'd ask you a question, you'd get it done, answer my question, make everything work. I just, I didn't feel like I was out of the loop ever. Um, and so it was all, it was all done really well. And so it's nice to see that, but here's one nice thing about it is you are coming into the industry and running this stuff as someone that is in bands and has played a lot of shows and has a lot of experience doing it. So you're going to do it right for the bands rather than being some outsider kind of perspective that is just trying to make money. Like you're just trying to do like, you want to run the festival that you want to play, you know? Absolutely. And so I also want to run the festival that I want to go to. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's the perfect, the perfect setup because you've been there, done that. So you know exactly what, um, what to do. Like, and like you said that you want to go to, I hate when some of these festivals have obvious, like, investor like feeling people that are just like wanting to you know make money off of it so they don't necessarily care about 
you know, the crowd, um, like what the crowd is doing. They just want the crowd to show up that you looked at it from a band perspective, but also from a fan perspective and actually built a festival that people enjoyed. Who do you think was, uh, who was your highlight? Who was your favorite, favorite night? Um, I mean, obviously the, the given was, what was me just seeing that, um, that feeling like whenever they were playing fame over, it was fame over demise. And I had just, I was still running all over the place. And I'm like, all right, I, I have to catch the whole set. I stood in the crowd and they did their fucking iconic, just warp tour stage presence. All fucking six of the dudes were just bouncing. There were so many people and, on and stage. I hadn't seen the crowd just bounce like that for a band. And I think I like skipped the beat in like a good way. I was just like, holy shit, this is it. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, this is the moment. But, I mean, and that's like the obvious one. But what I will say, my my 100% like favorite set of that whole of the whole fest was, I have to say, it was Gideon. Yeah. Like, I, <clears throat> I I'm a big Gideon fan, and I was fucking hollering like a little girl <laughs> whenever whenever we got the confirmation for them. I was like, holy shit! And then Keen's yo Keen's video where he's like Gideon. Yeah. Like. That is that I was quoting that for just like every other hour like of my life after I saw it, I was like, yeah, right. Gideon. I, I couldn't Can't get him in the, the pit for Gideon though. I was trying to get him in the pit. He was too scared. He was gonna get tore up. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know it was funny. Um, I was hype about him like coming and moshing. Uh, side note, one thing that did suck about the fest though is I was so fucking busy I did not get to mosh at all. <laughs> like uh I don't know if if any of my Texas friends are listening. Like y'all, y'all know I I love moshing, and I definitely wanted to uh, get a spin kicker to it, but I was just so incredibly busy I didn't even have time to just humor a pit, which was pretty defeating. But you know, <clears throat> it's all good as long as everybody else moshed. But no, Keem was telling me that um, it was either Keem or Jay um, was telling me that Jay was <laughs> Jay was moshing. I think for Guerrilla Warfare. And King saw him was like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Freaking Jay gets down big time. Oh, yeah. Hard. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I, Keen was just, I was like, dude, you got to get in there for Gideon. He was, and he was all worried about getting hurt before our set. I'm like, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I think Gideon, yeah, they just have a, a whole presence about them that just gives a whole nother vibe to any other band that's on there, you know? And yeah, it's just so just specifically heavy, you uh-huh. know. It's just like, I never know, I never knew I wanted to whoop ass to a closed hi hat until <laughs> I listened to that. Band. <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've always loved Gideon, uh, even whenever they were first coming around. I think he's probably the most powerful vocalist in metalcore. Uh, his screams are just so powerful. Um, but their new stuff is just angry, like oh, nuts. It, they used to be kind of like. I don't know. I like that posi core kind of feel like back yeah. in the day. But then now the new stuff is just heavy and angry as crap. I love it. Yeah. Mad heavy. I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. That was, that was definitely my, uh, my, my, my highlight guilty pleasure of the night. Just getting to see them. And like, um, I, I also watch the crowds for every band. Yeah. Cause I can tell who knows 
who the band is and who isn't. Yeah. And like, you know, there's always like the uh like the the front of the barricade people that are just waiting for the band that they want to see that's playing <laughs> right. later. And like I saw a lot of people that just didn't know like the words, but they're just like grooving hard. They're like, yo, this, yeah, this is sick. Like definitely. Uh, one of my homies at the front waiting for uh for what was me. And like she was just she had the biggest smile on her face, just fucking just vibing super hard. And I'm like, that's that's the shit that I like and I appreciate. Like, you know, you, that's just, you know, you can just tell that genuine raw talent when the whole, you can move the whole room around and like, they're like, I don't know who this band is, but I'm about to do mini backflips. I can tell you that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. They, they put on a good one. Um, they really did. And yeah, I mean, what was for you? Uh, you said that you were worried about like the turnout, like being there, but what was the, like, cause a lot of people listen to this. They don't, they never put on a festival. They never, you know, anything like that. Obviously, what was the hardest part for you to actually pull this off in a successful manner? Like, what was the most difficult aspect of it? One hundred percent, the most difficult and the biggest lesson that I learned about, you know, putting on something of that caliber is, um, I, I mean, I'll say it like I will definitely need a little bit more help next time. You know, I was kind of like I wasn't trying to be like macho man and just be like i got this but i was definitely there's a couple things that i missed and i realized like oh shit like everybody needs to be on the same page like i kind of forget that just because i know everything doesn't mean that everybody else knows everything so like there was a couple hiccups throughout the day and like um won't get into it but things got a little tense just because of like miscommunication and emails and then like you know, this, that, and the other, but we got through it. Everything was fine. Everyone had a solid day. Um, but for future reference, I'm going to be on everyone's ass, making sure that we are all on the same page, like down to, I want to like know the names of who exactly is working, like, you know, for the bands, like for the house stage hands, everybody. I'm like, okay, I want this person here, this person here this band's going to do this, this band's going to do this, and all this information will be 100% related to all parties, uh-huh. like, before the day of the show. I thought, I honestly thought it was going to, like, backfire pretty hard at one point, but, you know, we're all adults and we're all resilient and we pulled through, so. Definitely. Hardest part, yes, definitely making sure that everybody's on the same page and, um, you know, just making sure that the communication is there. Definitely. Like, sometimes to uh sometimes it's hard to tell i don't want to say tell an artist no but like you know i i realize especially with a lot of advancing for the festival like some of the bands be like okay this this that and the other and i'm just like damn this is kind of crazy and i'm like wait a minute this is a one-off some of these bands just got off tour it's like like a copy paste thing so like it just comes out of communication it's like like hey Sorry, I can't do this, but like, what can I do to make you happy? Uh, and that's the big thing that I, whenever I talk to a lot of people on this, is like, it's about like the team that they build around them. Like, that's one of the biggest aspects of their whole career, no matter kind of what they do, whether they're a manager or work at a record label, put on festivals or anything, own a store. It's about the team that they build so that the everything can run like functionally. And so, building a team and of the right people um like you said with the right communication is essential no matter what you're doing for sure 100% yeah 
100 percent yeah and i and i'm not i will admit that like because we're we're for sure gonna do monster mox next year like 100 percent. we already we already had a kind of like soft meeting about it just to see like what we want to try and do next year like mike and orlando are like they're like you're a fucking guru they're like so who do you who do you want to get together next year and i'm like i got some ideas but i'll see what i can do but yeah um I know going into it, what, funny enough, um, I, I, I don't know if I should say this a lot, but I'm saying it anyways, we, we didn't even start planning this year's Monster Mosh until like mid-July. Yeah. Like, Mike came to me and he was like, give me a list of bands that you like and that you'd like to see at a heavy festival. And I'm like, okay. And I said, I'm like 50 bands. And then he kind of was just like, all right, well, hit him up. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. So this is like three months prep, like not even what is that? Like, yeah, three months preparation, but now we're gonna go ahead and like get started on it. So we'll have a good solid year to make it work out. So like I have nothing but uh high hopes for next year's monster mosh. Yeah, definitely. And I mean I, I think that you'll do great. And I think that, that that room is literally perfect for it, uh just because they're it's so big and you could even have a third stage in that in that third room or you said that you were talking about doing the big big room it's a it was a good time i mean we had a really good set it was just a one off for us so came in and did the thing and the room was full like it was it was solid i couldn't ask for a better set and a better festival um to play just as a one off like that so i was happy to be there and and the catering catering was next level that's the most important that's the best thing you did you got good catering oh for sure yeah I, <laughs> Try to make sure everybody gets fed. And as a vegetarian, I always like try to make sure that there's plenty of vegan and veggie options. And, you know, those topics mm-hmm. were fucking banging. It and I mean, um, we, we have some, um, we have plenty of like vendor friends and everything. It's just, you know, it was a quick ordeal, not quick ordeal, but it was a, uh, we didn't have as much time. And the other hard part about getting this year together was as well was, um, uh, we were on that tour. I I left for tour August twenty fifth, and yeah. I didn't get home till October third. So I pretty much had two months, yep, to like prepare for this. And I know you and I talked, spoke on the phone a few times about the Browning and stuff, but most of it was just you know me trying to email and, but like also trying to focus on like that that tour we were on. Yeah, and like when it comes like that it's hard it's a little hard for me to multitask so definitely you know i was just working tirelessly throughout october but also trying to bartend and get my money back up because you know i'm just like shit like i just spent a lot of money (laughs) yeah and then we got told like two weeks after that we're going back on tour so i'm like shit so i gotta prepare for another tour and i gotta get my money back up and i also gotta prepare for this festival going on yeah but even Beyond all that, it, it, it worked out fine. Well, Everything went great. There's one thing I've said about musicians and like, especially like touring musicians, there's just a whole nother level of like commitment and determination that we have that if we're put in on task, like it's going to happen, you know, and it is really there's something in us that like drives through no matter how crappy the situation is and like how hard it is in that moment. Uh, I feel like touring musicians have something in them that just really has a good entrepreneurial and, and just this underlying drive to, to make it happen. Mm-hmm. 
Are you uh are you full time with Unity now? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, yeah and that full time Unity gotten. Heck yeah. And so how was that uh that silver scene tour? Man, it was so much fun. It was great. It was a very uh it was very humbling. I learned a lot and um had a ton of fun. Um those shows were were nuts. <laughs> there was a lot of fucking people mm-hmm. at every single every single date. And um I uh I know I literally have no complaints for that tour. It was it was a good ass time. So everything guys were great. The Amity dudes were great. Holding Absence is one of the best bands I've ever seen live. And Lucas, the singer, shout out Lucas. He's fucking that that guy's gonna be something huge. I know it. I can see it and I can feel it in my bones. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. And what's your guys' next tour you're going out with? Uh, we leave tomorrow morning, actually. Uh, going out with uh, Loads for their uh, album for their album tour. And it'll be with uh, Static Dress and also Omerica. Um, originally, Pell Dusk was opening the tour, but um, they couldn't make it to the States. So, yeah, you know, we were we just so happened to be available. Nice. Yeah, I mean that, and so it's going to be interesting going from a silver scene tour with your guys' style to a loath tour with your guys' style. Like, so it's going to be be nice to be in in front of a heavy crowd again. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely so. But that's what's and so nice was, about uh, Unity is it's so diverse. You can do anything. Yeah, and that's actually what I've been noticing playing with the band. Um, you know, even with like a very uh, because the silver scene crowd. Silverstein crowd is very, very like I don't want to say very emo nightish, but it was definitely like an older crowd, like, like kind of like my age up and everything. And like some of them were like, "Wow, like this is the heaviest thing I've heard like in a while." And I'm like, "Really?" It's funny because I've tried to explain to my friends like, "Like yeah, I'm going back on tour," and they're like, "Oh, because you know everyone knows Silverstein." And they're like, "Who with?" I'm like, "Oh, with Loath." And they're like, "Okay, good for you. Never heard of him, but it'd be cool." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, what Loath is?" fucking sick you idiots how have you never heard of them but you know it's just like yeah love the sick they're they're really cool they're and they're a band that will will be getting a lot of attention uh over the course of the next few years but i think unity um is gonna actually be one of the bands kind of towards the top like i really seen it even i had jay on the podcast um a while ago and i i just know for a fact that unity is going to be one of the ones up there so really sick to see you with them um and i'm you know, I'm gonna go check the date, see if you guys are coming around me, so we can kick it. You know, it's funny. I actually, Jay and I started Unity like seven, eight years ago. Yeah, and then I just kind of in and out of the band, and then now I'm just officially full time. Yeah, well, I love to see it. I, I mean, I, I, I think that you guys are uh, perfect for each other because you guys both have such good energy on stage. Yeah, hopefully the, it goes great. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, we leave for that shit tomorrow. If you are uh, you are uh, at a date, come hang out. I know a lot of the dates are sold out, but uh, if not, then definitely come by. It's gonna be a crazy sick show. I think this is Static Dress's first time in the U.S. as well. Dang. I think. Don't quote me on that. But that band is very sick. Thank They're you. bringing post hardcore back. There we go. And yeah, man, Furl, uh, you did a great job on the festival. I know it was your first undertaking as uh, being head of the festival, and I. But I think that you did a really sick job and so like for me i'll i'll come play any festival that you're putting on down there and 
um, you know, I'm sure that it's going to go really well with everything um, moving forward in that company for you. So you did, you did good. A plus. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Yeah. I'm hoping, hopefully next year we'll, uh, we'll outdo this one in attendance. I want to, I want to have that talk with the venue, be like, Hey, Hendrick, there is absolutely too many people here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Well, I believe so, in you. You should do I like, little- maybe, maybe like a half haunted house metal show man i if i had more time i really wanted to make that whole place just spooky as all hell but you know well hey you got a year there's only so much let's go you got a year true (laughs) actually i feel like now's the time to buy all the halloween shit for next year it's about to be discounted actually i know a dude his name's sam hayne he's a big time browning fan and he does haunted houses in dallas I'll, I'll put you guys in Word. touch. Yeah. All right. Well, yes, <laughs> I appreciate you talking uh, and I appreciate you having us down at the fest and I'm going to check those dates, see if we can kick it on tour, but always good talking to you, Kendrick. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. So it was a good time. Uh, I guess in closing, I just want to, you know, thank you for having me on the podcast again. Uh, huge shout out to uh, all the bands that played Monster Mosh. Um, if you don't know, I had, um, we had Chelsea Grin. They were great. Like Monster Flames, always a good job. What was me's comeback show? You know, I can tell the, the dudes, they were nervous before they got on stage, got off stage. They all could not stop smiling. And they were just, you know, they were like, yo, thank you for bringing our fire back. That's it. You guys, dude, the Browning, y'all were fucking crazy good. And thank you so much for playing Bloodlust. <laughs> <laughs> always. Waiting to hear that song for a minute. Plus, the Browning, everybody listening, the Browning with team is a different level. Like, Hey, it just makes sense. That dude's got the moves. Um, shout out, uh, Signs of the Swarm. That, those guys are great. Victims for Real Warfare. Set my friends on fire. Close your eyes, Texas native. Those guys are great. And then all of uh, when you know Gideon, Gideon was fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And then um, honestly, I don't know. If, did you catch any of the uh, any of the uh, locals? Um, Ballista. Ballista. Yes, Ballista didn't crazy good job mm-hmm. um all the others are great amnesia garden um earth rot uh jackal unity not unity what's my other band begotten, begotten. <laughs> and my old band even mm-hmm. uh let's see lost in separation and then uh since masada if i missed anybody um so oh yeah dispositions there it goes that's everybody that's everyone. everybody did a great job great job shout out everybody for uh you know taking a leap of faith and uh you know, hopefully I'll see everyone next year. And I uh, thank you again for having me on the show. Yeah, dude. I appreciate you. And I'll be in there next year, whether we're playing or not. So it'll be a good time. And <clears throat> last shout out, hopefully fucking DeFonts, my best friend. Or, Daniel I can't DeFonts believe he didn't come to the goddamn festival next time. Yeah, I can't I'm believe he wasn't there. <laughs> he just wanted that money. He didn't want yeah, to kick he, it. He did. I can't believe him. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I, say it on the podcast. Dan's head is shaped like a Lego. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll talk to you later, Kendrick. Thank you. I right, appreciate you, Johnny. Yep. Bye. Appreciate you being here and listening to that episode. It's nice to talk to someone that ran a successful festival and hear a little bit of their side of it. And again, the giveaway this week for the Browning Banner. Head over to patreon.com slash Johnny McBee and become a member for only three dollars and enter into this giveaway for this banner. We're giving away two of them. 
head over to patreon.com slash Johnny McBee. We'll see you guys on the next one. Peace out.